What on earth is a Discord? Was Monday Night Football the worst Titans performance there has ever been? And what's harder to shop for? Gluten-free bread or car insurance? This is the Transatlantic Titans podcast. Standing on the arrowhead at Arrowhead. Brinkley to snap. Turn to hold. Snap. Set. Kick on the way. Good! Drive starts at the one and looking for a little breathing room and they get that in. Plenty more. Derrick Henry still going. Stays in bounds. He might go. 99 yards for the touchdown. Unbelievable. It's the gruesome twosome, I'm afraid. Um, Miles and Adam, how are you doing, Miles? Are you well? I am well. I'm doing surprisingly well following uh, last night's uh, antics, and we'll use the phrase antics for now. Um, but yes, I'm I'm doing good otherwise. Yeah, if we're the gruesome twosome, the Titans were just gruesome, I think. Um, it was one of those, we, uh, I mean... If you listened to us a week ago talking about how the Giants game ended, um, we tried to be optimistic about that. But whatever way you spin it, um, nothing about that game in Buffalo was pretty. Um, I mean, it's just it's the perfect storm. You, we Quarter past 12 in the UK is a horrible kickoff time. Um, I don't know if you're, you're younger than me, you probably stayed up rather than had a nap and set an alarm, I'm guessing. Uh- the, the plan was certainly to have a nap. I was uh, I was out all day, fortunately, uh, golfing, because in the UK we all got um, a day off for the uh, Queen's passing. So I played golf and I thought, oh, I'm going to be really tired when I get in. And I got in and I ended up, yeah, being irresponsible, staying up, <laughs> watching TV. And then I was worse for wear and work this morning, shall we say. And the fact that I'm not drinking coffee or anything at the moment, it was very much a... Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I needed some sparks from that game, and I think I got sparks from Buffalo, but nothing from us. <laughs> but actually, the first quarter and a half, I think, was was all right. I didn't think we were going to win, but we, we were sort of keeping with them. Um, the well, I mean, the first the first Buffalo drive they scored, didn't they? And the, the defense didn't look like stopping anything. That didn't really change. Uh, but then we scored ourselves on a, a first drive that was obviously scripted plays. All looked pretty good initially. Um, then we actually stopped the Bills on fourth down. They were the fourth, fourth and short. They seemed, well, if there was one thing that seemed to go our way, it was Buffalo trying to convert third and fourth downs. Uh, but they couldn't convert that one. Um, we got the ball back, but we never scored another point um, from there. We did kind of hang with them until... Approaching the two-minute warning, I think they had a, a field goal to go 10-7 up. Um, there was a bit of officiating that got me angry um, because it would have shifted the momentum. The uh, Amani Hooker pick in the end zone, uh, where you know had Buffalo, I think, I, yeah, they would they scored a touchdown a play or two after that. Um, if that pick gets awarded, if it stands, um, it changes the momentum. I don't think it would change. The result or even necessarily the manner of it but it wouldn't have been as bad inside two minutes I don't know I'd, well you may disagree with me on at first glance 
he, he obviously juggles it. Um, it's all a bit scrappy. There's some debate about whether feet come in. I mean, they've, they've ruled it incomplete on the field, which is very forgivable. Uh, but inside two minutes, you can't challenge its boot of use. And they just didn't bother. Um, tell me I shouldn't be angry. Adam, you shouldn't be angry, but we all are. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, the start of the game was fairly... Fairly decent, we'll say. I mean, I got particularly excited because a fullback number forty-one scored, and then realised it wasn't blazing game. And oh, then I had but to. You've got to, you've got to let this go. You've got to. Uh, I mean... I, you'd like to think I would do by now, but it's not happening. Seeing another forty-one fullback <laughs> do something good was just bringing a tear to my eye, as did the rest of the Titans' performance. Um, I think there was some some early like I'm I'm I think I'm doing what a lot of Titans fans are doing now. I've I've had the the angry stage and I'm sort of in the I've had the acceptance and everything. I'm just trying to find the positives from the game and listen. It was it was seven all ten seven and then I, I mean, mean that, that third quarter man. I mean it it just, oh, it just like it was one of those every everything that could go wrong did. I mean pretty much. I, I mean I don't think I don't think it could have been any worse. No, the the the, the muff was it was it Phillips again on the punt again? I'm questioning a lot of things because like I guess I mean, there were two muff punts in the game. <laughs> but sorry, I, I meant the one that immediately led to the yeah yeah yeah. It's 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 a concern because I think we were all very excited when we saw Phillips return last week on his first one before he muffed it, and it was like uh, oh okay, we've got something here. Um, his legs are great. It just seems to be his hands that are issue at the moment. Um. It was it was a lot of I, I mean I I continue to mention that I think linebacker is a serious issue in this team at the moment and you could see that even even any form of pressure that the line could get there was nothing behind them and the DBs at the moment seem very um, lost is almost the right word I mean Stefan Diggs is a difficult man to to mark at the best of times but they weren't near him for a lot of the plays like not even close and well who, I, who are we putting who are we putting on him. <laughs> You know, it's it's guys that you've got to Google, even if you're diehard Titans like, fans. You know, I think it's... we season when we were trying to bring in all these different DBs and positions to try and fill a gap that we knew there was an issue for. We we've talked we've talked gambles on a couple of the positions, knowing that they're players that could have injury issues, and we try and play them. But the thing is, when they do get them injuries and they're not playing, they're just not experienced enough, and that's a comp- they completely look like an inexperienced set of DBs. Because they're making silly errors. Also, they just look off the pace. And again, it could be match fitness, but the whole, like you said, that third quarter was just, it was just like, it was what, 17 7 at half time. And then it was just like game over in the third quarter. Because I, I think after, I think it was like five minutes to go or something in the third, they didn't score after that. So it was a full fourth quarter. And granted, you might say that they took the foot off the pedal or whatever, but we couldn't, we couldn't get anything, anything going. And offensively, do you know? Um, I, th- I think there was a. I think there was a point where both head just coaches of, probably looked at each other as if to say, "This is done. Let's let's all whip our starters out. Run, I mean, run it, run it three times. Punt it back to you. Run it, or take as much time off the clock as possible. Just kill. Just just. Yeah. It, it was it was over, and we exactly. we got to see we got to see a bit of Malik Willis, who did throw throw a little bit, but I mean nothing nothing to make us feel better nothing to make us feel worse about him to be fair but no but you know some fans are going to be like oh well why don't we just start Willis now and it's like if you put Willis in that situation 
and he gets that sort of loss in a full game, that's the sort of thing that can break a quarterback. So I'm hoping that we don't get many of them cries early on because Tannehill, for, for what it's worth, the first pick wasn't on him. It was like a double tip. Um, the second one was the pick six on Milano. Um, I don't know. That first, that first pick, it wasn't a great throw. It could have it been in front of the receiver, but it's unlucky, sure. The fact but. it's in front of a receiver and ends up backwards for a tip is a little bit. But yeah, I think it wasn't a game that Tannehill lost us. No, no. So we some calls to winning it for us, which is arguably an improvement for Tannehill. I don't know. Um, Bobby Woods, I thought, looked a little bit sharper considering he, he was an improvement from last week. Burks, again, looks to be steady at the moment. No, no sort of... Um, Huge flash plays or anything, but they're all looking steady at the moment, and that's the issue because you, you're playing against a team like Buffalo. You either you either scheme a game where the run has to take over, so they have reduced time on the clock. And in fairness, I don't actually think Buffalo had that much time on the clock. They were just very very good when they did have it. Yeah, I I, I don't know if at times I was watching the offense and it it made me feel just a, a bit like it did a year ago when AJ Brown was out and we were missing him and it just felt like at times Tannehill just didn't have any time to do anything and receivers weren't getting open. So it's hard to pinpoint exactly what the problem is, but yeah, Burks looked fine. Burks didn't do anything wrong, but you feel like we didn't see enough of him again. Um, Mm -hmm. Even though there was a, a clear showing of intent, which is probably due to all the reaction of trying to use the, the best players we've got on offense to start with anyway. You know, give the hand the ball out, keep that fourth down where we did score, hand the ball to Derek Henry. Let's not do anything silly. Um you saw Woods, Burks, Austin Hooper on that opening drive. But then we didn't see much of them later when it just all started going wrong. It didn't it just felt like we didn't have I don't I think I think Tannehill only attempted twenty passes in the game or something. And that's what it was like last year when we were struggling, just not getting the enough of the ball. And turnovers will do that, of course. If you're having to punt the ball away, you know, three and outs will do that. But it, it I, I don't know. There's no, there's no rhythm to anything, and it, it was just ugly. It really was. And it was. I think I mentioned last year. I think I, I probably mentioned it after the Arizona game last year that I felt like we needed to have a like what a lot of football teams do, where they'll play someone's like under 17s and have a massive victory just to get the confidence going in the team. It's like, I feel like this team needs a blowout. Luckily, we've got the Colts coming up, so that'll be uh, that'll be that <laughs> game. But, um, <laughs> no, no, I don't want to even... Uh, I, I, I'm going to fear anybody yet. right now. Too soon, but shout, shout out to the Colts. I mean, not scoring on the Jags. It, I'm, I mean, it's a difficult thing to do. Um, but back do you to know, Wars, Do you know who the last team were before the weekend to be shut out by the Jags. So I dare say it was us. No, no. It was the Indianapolis Colts in 2018. Oh, outstanding. Uh, uh-huh. The gift keeps on giving. Yeah, that's... I mean, I was trying to find multiple positives. One of them is that the Colts actually look worse. Um, well, but, yeah, yeah. This, this is this is a thing, actually. The the AFC South, right, for as, as grim as all this is, you, you mentioned Malik Willis. Could we... Could we see him? Are there going to be calls to change the quarterback? And I mean, surely doing that is waving a white flag on the season. And if you're waving a white flag on the season, how can you do that when you're the in the AFC South where 
actually winning eight games might seven games, I don't even might get you the division. Well, and, right now the Jags leading with one victory. Uh, yeah, yeah, there haven't been the Houston only drawn a loss. Colts have drawn a loss, and we have two losses. Yeah, so the the only win in the AFC South is against an AFC South team, and then there's the tie as well. Um, Real. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 oh, it's yeah, it's it's I it's 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 the worst of the worst of, of playing against each other for a chance in the playoffs. And I I, I said to be honest, um, regardless of what happens, I I do feel like if we can get into the playoffs with a fit Henry and stuff, then who knows? The problem is actually based on what you've seen from the first two weeks, I think we all know what happens because we're gonna come up against teams like Buffalo if we were to even get that far. Um. Uh, with what you were saying previously about the the first drive, where you're seeing Burks, you're seeing Hooper, you're seeing uh, Bobby Woods, I think these are things that all the fans were crying out for. So it happened, and we're like, great, and we even scored, and we're like, all right, okay, this is going to keep going. And it's almost like Downing sort of like felt a bit of pressure and went, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh, no, and just went back to what he normally does, which is just be a bad play calling coach. Because so, whole- so it's, instead of sticking with what looked good and what worked briefly. No, we'll go. We'll go. We'll go back. We'll revert to type. Um, we'll go yeah, back he, to. He went. All oh, that worked. Right now, I'm going to try and be a bit fruity and go back to what didn't work last week, just to, so I can show him it'll work. And shock horror, we didn't then score for the rest of the game. It's. Um, I mean, you could argue that it, we can only get better from here, and they need to learn. But yeah, I mean, you have to learn from your mistakes. The problem is that a lot of the mistakes, if it's not the fact that we need people in, like I think in the linebacker position. The sort of coaching that's required with those DBs to get uh, to, to look like a half decent set is is not something that's going to be a quick fix. I, I fear I fear it's one of them where the players need to get like a season under their belt just to get used to the NFL because they're just not used to full seasons and they're being caught out very early on. And we go against a lot of tough receivers and quarterbacks this year. I feel I I don't know. We'd we'd probably need to talk about. John Robinson and the state of the roster at the moment. Now, there are there are chats that could you're probably angry at the thought of it if you're listening. Um, but the state the the roster, whatever whatever the reasons, the roster is not as good as it has been. Certainly at defensive back, but it's not just there. A whole host of position groups are weaker. Now, I kind I kind of think that what's this is. You said before we start recording that we we're going to try and be a bit optimistic, but spoiler alert for the next couple of minutes, I'm not going to be very optimistic because it it feels feels like if we had a Super Bowl window, it's shut. Um, and the problem is, I've I think it caught us unawares a bit, and it caught Robinson, Brable, um, even the ownership unawares. And that that 2019 run where we got to the AFC Championship game. Um, we could have beaten the Chiefs that day on, an, on another day, and we were certainly good enough to beat the 49ers in that Super Bowl. Now, since then, 2020 was a an okay regular season. Limped, well, not limped, got into the playoffs comfortably. First hurdle against the Ravens. 2021, really good in parts. Beat some really good teams. But it, it was certainly a step back from 2019, even though the defense was improved. And it was a defense that was giving me hope for this year in in the off season. I mean, we I don't want to bring up um, too many more times, but that was a sledgehammer. But it, I, I still had hope that we could 
we could compete with the defense we've had. Now the the Harold Landry injury is huge. I get that, mm-hmm. um, but it just feels like watching last week and especially last night. Even, you know, I know how good Buffalo are. Um, we could, I could have been happy with a loss and a performance, but this wasn't that. This was just brutal, and I just feel that I can't see. I can't see this team with this roster doing that much or doing anything competitive. Not occasionally, yes, but not consistently enough. And I don't see how it improves that easily from where we are. Um, we've kind of... I have the impression that with Derek Henry, Ryan Tannehill, these are guys that are past their peak. And we've just maybe misjudged how many years they've got left at the top. I don't, I don't know. And it it just feels like the, the experienced guys are on the way down. The rookies that we have drafted, we have picked up, or the young, the younger players, either aren't quite ready or, or not going to be. Dare I say, uh, there'll be some, some will, some will come good. Um, of course, we've still got, you know, we've got some great players, like sort of Jeff, Jeffrey Simmons, Kevin Byard, with them, um, the guys that we know about. But I don't feel that there are as many. Um, I mean, it's has is this Robinson's fault? Um, was he to the the AJ Brown trade? I, I have a gut feeling that we didn't have any choice in that. I just think he he'd had enough. We've debated this, uh, but maybe we are at fault. Maybe we could have we could have done more to keep him. Um, where's where's most of the blame? I guess is my is my question. There's, and again, I think there'll be a few people that might disagree, but. I think the way that we've drafted was a very much high-risk, high-reward draft for the past few years. And listen, Simmons, high-risk, high-reward. As, as I think a rule, I a... don't mind that, but it, oh, but it hasn't hit enough. Need... <laughs> yes, exactly. You need to have a few hits, because if you think of the Isaiah Wilsons and draft picks like that that have just led to nothing, these are important positions where... When you're bringing in rookies, it's one thing to be talented. But like I said, if you can't get on the field because of injury, then you're not going to progress. And that's been a big concern. So the way we've drafted, uh, I mean, we we known since last offseason that the offensive line was an issue. Um, but everything that he's done for the team, Taylor Lowan is a big concern for me at left tackle, which is a very important position. Um, at linebacker. Uh, by the way, at time of recording, I don't know how serious his injury is. Obviously, no. he missed. He only was it literally the first play he went down. I think. Um, yeah, and it's it's not just that factor, but it's also how much we're paying Taylor Luan, which sure, is the big sure. big factor in this. Um, linebacker, I'm like a broken record, but there's a reason that the Texans let Cunningham go, and we got him so easily, and. He's not really done much. Yeah, he's not looking up to it at all. I agree. Landry's a big miss, um, but I don't want to become that sort of person that blames injuries because we're not losing games because of injuries, technically. They're not going to say how they get coached and how they get their muscle memory and stuff from injuries is a factor, but I'm not going to blame on someone missing an entire season. Landry's a big player, but defensively, outside of Simmons, Bayard, Hooker, Maybe Dupree, Dupree's looked all right. Danico Autry's looked all right. Outside of that, 
there's a lot of people on the defense that are just chasing shadows, which is a huge concern. The run game this year just hasn't got going. Um, I don't. Are, know are you worried got... about Derek Henry in isolation? Because <sighs> I, I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's had any sort of anything close to the level of blocking that he's, he's used to. Yeah, I think I'm more worried about the offensive line than I am Derek Henry. But my bigger concern is if something, God forbid, happens to Henry, or if he is starting to struggle a bit. Behind him, we haven't got anything. Like, Hilliard's made an all right start, but he's just another Dion Lewis, isn't he, at the end of the day? Although, maybe not that wow. bad. Wow. Um, has he That's blocked fair. you on Twitter, though? No, I, I mean, I don't I don't think I've had the luxury of that, but I don't think also I've had the interaction with him because I don't want to waste my typing on him. Um, yeah, but yeah. Dion Lewis, if you, you didn't even if you were a Titans fan, he just blocked you. Right? <laughs> I, was... I think at the time I don't know if my Twitter mentioned I was a Titans fan. Maybe it said massive Dion Lewis fan, and that's maybe uh, kept me on. Or I think because I love Blaze the game, I was probably all right. He probably thought I was part of the running committee. Um, when it comes to wide receiver, I think the and pardon the editing. I was about to say editing team. I, I've I've really made you sound amazing there. Pardon the at the Eagles. Um, <laughs> I don't think we had a say in him going. The more you, the more you sort of read into stuff, I think he wanted to go and he was gone. The, the, the idea of having, did we have a Super Bowl caliber team and we've gone backwards? Is it down to free agency pickups? I mean, who have we picked? We picked up Robert Woods, which is, a again, a wide receiver coming off an ACL injury. Um, we picked up Hooper, who is a good pass-catching tight end who we don't throw the ball to. We throw the ball to our best blocking tight end. We have really by the way, do- it's, it, I don't think he's actually very good at blocking, for what it's worth. No, that, if he's our best blocking tight end, that's also a reason why we're 0-2. Mm. And then a reason why Derek Henry can't or isn't running as well as we've seen, because the people blocking for him are useless. So... As big as he is, and he can run through buildings, he can't run through three or four 300-pound linebackers and defensive ends. It's just not possible. He's close to it, but it's not possible. I think that... Is it Robinson's fault? There's an argument for it, yes. I think the way we've drafted and the way we've not addressed, we knew the offensive line was an issue. Why don't we go out and get some big free agents on the offensive line? Because we had Henry there. Henry's not going anywhere. Tannehill's there. He's not going anywhere. We, if if we lost Brown and drafted Burks, that was happening. That's not affected by free agency. Why we've not lobbed some money towards? Let's not waste it on a silly, clowny or whoever it was before him, who or Julio Jones and all these. With offensive line, there's a genuine pedigree of free agency that you can pick up, and it's reliable, and it's not you relying on drafts or other players that just aren't good enough and people who are just off practice squads. The offensive line, which I'll shout for this because I'm a big guy, is arguably the most important position because it's five people that have to be in sync. And all it takes is for one of them five to not be in sync and you're not running the ball well and you're not protecting the quarterback well and your offense just goes to pot, which is exactly what we're seeing. We we see little positive spells where they're in sync, but there's so inconsistency and Luan going off injured and then... Who's coming in next and who's coming in next? There's just not 
there's no consistency. Well, it was it was telling that Radens didn't come in, wasn't it? And we have we, on, on, Arthur yeah, Daly. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, I, I I I don't I don't feel like it's, there's a one a one guy in particular. I feel in the mood for picking on, um, but just the the whole unit isn't good enough. No, I think when we when we lost in the playoffs, we blamed Tannehill. And I think there was enough there to say Tannehill lost us the game. In this scenario, in the past two games, play calling was week one. I would argue that play calling week two wasn't strong either, but we came up against a very strong team and we just weren't up for it. Our heads went down very easily, very quickly. And and it was after the it was after the second half as well, which last year we actually improved when we came out. Whereas this year we've come out and looked considerably worse after the second half. That's been after the case in both both games. We've been yeah. out coached at that point. It's um, like they've but... gone in and gone, things have gone okay. How do we keep going with this? And like you said, I think they've then gone away from what the game plan was and they've gone, right, what do we need to do now? And it's like, no, if, if something's working, you just keep doing it. You don't you, you don't fix what's not broke. It's just just keep going. But there, there, there's definitely a coaching issue. Whether that's on Robinson for the great coaches, I have no... Rabel, I can't complain about. I just got coach of the year. But there's a lot to be said for the offensive play calling at the moment. Are, are we going to be in a, a situation like Malarkey and Rabisky? I know it's, I know there have been a few memes flying around about this, but... I'll talk to if, if, uh, well... You can see why I say that. Um, uh, Malarkey ended up being fired because he wouldn't fire Rubisky, basically. Mm. Um, If Brable stays loyal to Todd Downing, and he seems a loyal guy with his coaching staff. Um, But the other side of the ball might 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 rear its ugly head again. That's less of an issue at the moment because it seems to be the the offence. But... um, you know, there is, there's the hire of Tim Kelly. We know that. There's Jim Swartz behind Bowen on the defence as, as well. He's still around. But I don't know. I have the feeling that Brable's supporting cast isn't doing him justice. And he's got, he's got to carry the can for that. Oh, yeah. But some, something, something has to give somewhere. I mean, all the press conferences today, they're all the usual noises. And we're not making any changes. And we just have to be better. And we've we've heard all this stuff before, and in the past we have been better. I just have much less faith that that's that's going to change this time round. Yeah, I think we know that the AFC is very strong this year, and it's almost that you look at. I think we were just saying just beforehand that it's an absolute blessing that the AFC South is so bad this year, because at the moment we're making the Jags look like the old Cowboy Super Bowl winning teams in terms of quality of ball compared to Houston Colts and ourselves. Um, it's, I think with Rabel and Downing, it's one of them where the you can't, you can't score seven against the bill. It, it, it sort of depends what happens next week. Dare I say it's, it's week by week, but if we beat, the Raiders next week, will we forget the first two weeks that have happened? You know, like our last year when we lost to Arizona and then was it Seattle after Arizona last year? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Seattle. And then it was sort of okay. And big, but the thing was when that was happening, Henry still looked explosive and we could see where we might score. 
Whereas at the moment, I just don't think we've seen anything where you can confidently say, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna score on this drive." Because at the moment, it's not there. Um, if if we if we had a if next week against the Raiders, we had a game where Henry looked explosive again, and we have a an offense putting up the numbers, then yes, I will feel better about things, of course. Uh, but I just mm. I just don't see it happening. I, I no. mean, you could ask. I could try and remember how I felt after Arizona a year ago. I might have said the same thing, but I don't know. I don't think I don't think I, I felt can, bad. I, no, I can I can definitely tell the difference between how I felt this morning after the Bills compared to Arizona last year, and that with Arizona you sort of still saw the positives and it was purely down to the line let down the team from what I remember because he got demolished yeah, there, seems, there seem more fixable things going wrong if, yeah. any, if anything uh, at yeah. the moment you just if you score seven points in the first quarter and then that's it I mean granted the Bills done the same against the Rams didn't they last week but dare we say it could just be that the Rams defence is that good because they did uh, sorry the Bills defence because they did do the exact same against the Rams last week but Against the Giants, we didn't look great. The only difference was against the Giants, we really pressured their offense with our defense. Whereas this time round, they just they they couldn't get near them. Simmons couldn't do it's anything. First time in a while, I've watched us and not felt we had a pass rush. Yeah, and, um, and uh, the way the way Buffalo play make it difficult. I get that. I get that. Yes, yeah. it's maybe unfair to judge them. Uh, but there's a reason that the Bills are the favorite this year. There is yeah. a reason. Yeah, yeah. They have strength. And in depth in every position. So for all the all the Titans fans listening at the moment who feel like I felt this morning, just sort of let's see, let's see what next week brings. Granted, and we'll probably go on to mention uh, next week uh, briefly. Um, I may not be confident, but then after that, we do have a run of games against the, the Colts, the Texans. Um, so we can we can see what's happening. But yes, we we certainly need to. What we Downing really needs to start. I said this last year strip the offense, get back to basics. The line's not doing much work for us. So, how do we get the ball in our playmakers' hands? This is what the Bills done. Stefan Diggs had 12 receptions yesterday. He's their best receiver. So, what we need to do is get the ball into Burke's hands. He's meant to be an after the catch runner. Let him do that. Derek Henry, get him a bit of space where he's against cornerbacks not defensive ends and linebackers and let him run into some people. It's really basic football that we're trying to overcomplicate because we don't have the talent to play probably what Towning wants to do. If we had a team of Patrick Mahomes and then Kelsey at tight end and then, I don't know, frigging Cup and everyone else at receiver, then yeah, great. And a great blocking off the line. But we don't have that as a team. We are not that talented a team. So we really need to strip back to basics and play basic football because otherwise soon we're going to become an 0-4, 0-5 team. And that's what they need to do. They need to look at what they're playing against. And in the next few games, we just need to get back to basics. I think from what you've just said, there are two big issues. It's a very obvious thing to say, but um, one is how can we get the best out of what we've got this season, uh, which mm-hmm. we sort of talked about. And two is... Why don't we have the most talented roster in the NFL if we've supposedly got one of the best GMs and head coaches? Um, clearly, something something is awry somewhere, um, or or it would be. Um, by the way, we have a new form of social media 
and the, the transatlantic titans i mean i don't i don't use some of these i know we have an instagram page i don't know if that gets any action have we got a tiktok i don't don't even know no idea i don't have tiktok so if we have tiktok i'm not running it well so even yeah i mean you're certainly at least a decade younger than me and you're too old for tiktok so we're probably we probably wouldn't use tiktok um maybe maybe that's harry's thing he might be yeah, the only one I, I, young enough and good looking yeah. enough um, yeah. but we do have a discord do you say a discord or is it just discord uh, i am on it's just discord so you'd say Dis- we are on discord just with the current discord across the team it seemed like the right time um to to, to launch ourselves i say launch um i don't know how to plug this because i don't know if it has an address this is this is good this is professional isn't it and um, we have a discord thing what is it called yeah. channel a we have discord channels no it's a server it is a server and we have channels within the server for okay. different areas of the titan so i um, don't know how to say to how you find this if you just search for transatlantic yeah. titans on discord that might work but there are links on the facebook yes. Go on. if you have uh if you listen to us on your pc then simply get the discord app uh, similar with your phone, if you're on the Android Play Store, if you're on Apple device in your uh, whatever Apple use to steal your money um, area, um, you just need to download the Discord app. And then if you Pretty just sure go on... it's free, by the way. Uh, yeah. Well, Discord's free. Yeah. Apple yeah. are stealing everything else from you, but we're free. Um, as you can tell by the quality we offer you, we can't charge for this yet. Um, I mean, on Twitter... you could pay us what we're worth if you like, but I imagine <laughs> we'll get the same amount of money in. If, if you go on if you go on our Twitter page, um, you literally just need to click the link. It will automatically load up on your Discord and it will ask you, would you like to join said server? You then say yes, unless then you click on it and realize actually you want nothing to do with it. And then once you join it, you'll automatically be on there. What I would recommend, depending on how you like to enjoy your notifications, is that you can immediately set it to notify you in certain ways because with discord there's a lot of channels a lot of chat we have a lot of fans and sometimes our american fans will be communicating at four in the morning and if your phone's got notifications on you'll know about it so like with all forms of social media you have options how you can set your notifications you can either mute it and just pop on when you fancy it if you suddenly watch a game and go i need to tell someone my opinion on why we have no fullbacks in the team that's me um then you can go on there and do it otherwise you can leave it muted for when you have other people coming on like greg commenting on how negative he feels towards absolutely everything to do with the team especially um, ryan yeah. stonehouse oh uh, listen we can we can go into the fact that how his punting is just not high enough but i'm genuine sure we've question got... genuine question do you mm-hmm. think we could have won last night with brett kern at quarterback yes <laughs> all right speaking of genuine questions on the discord channel this is where this is this is the end goal with uh with this segue um we have we asked for some questions there's a section in there hashtag podcast dash questions um we got well no, i was gonna say two there's more than two and uh, two different people uh brewster this is the thing this is something else and it's i mean it's on me really brewster tv i'm trying to work out who these people are i think that's tom um, is I his might name be wrong. Tom? Is this 
Um, is it get a picture of <laughs> his Discord picture? You can have a Discord picture. Is uh, Richie and Eddie in bottom? Um, so love that, obviously. Oh, I listen, um, I listen. Wait, <laughs> no one. Uh, well, one of one of them. Yeah, uh, thinking that. Is is the, anyway his his questions? Is there any situation this season that puts Robinson on the hot seat? Brable has enough goodwill, I think, to survive even a terrible season. Um, we yeah we, I don't know about hot seat. We sort of cut. We talked about Robinson already. Um, I if if one of them goes, I mean, they GMs and coaches. It would normally be a coach that would be fired ahead of a GM. It's quite unusual for a GM to go and the coach to remain in the NFL. But I kind of feel that that's that would be the answer to that question if if it came to it. Yeah, not many uh, coaches who get coached a year get fired in the following year. They normally get a bit more time than that. Not after two games, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, certainly not. I mean, I'm at this situation where my football team, Oxford, have a Robinson in charge as well. And currently he's in a bit of the hot seat as well. So I've just got Robinson in the hot seat for both my sports teams. Um, it's I don't I can't foresee something happening this year. Um, what do we class as the hot seat? Do we class getting the number one pick in the draft as the hot seat? Do we class missing out on the post? Because what's our, what's, our, what's our realistic target this year? What are they telling the players? And I'm sure after watching Hard Knocks with Detroit, they're on about, oh, it's grit and yada, yada, yada. I'm generally interested to hear what the Titans' actual plan was for this year in terms of what they see as success. Because one person's hot seat, <laughs> that's an interesting phrase, one person's hot seat is another mm-hmm. person's non-hot seat, if you get what I mean in that. What what is deemed a failure for the Titans this year based on they know who's in their office, they know who's on the pitch room. What is classed as a failure for the Titans this year? Oh, well, if we're drafting first overall, then we're clearing yeah. house. <laughs> but, that's a failure. But if we miss out on the playoffs, is that a failure? Or if we just sneak in on the playoffs, is that in, in terms of the people who can sack Robinson? That's see, the, if you yeah, you could argue. I think I think Brable's safe. Yeah, probably regardless of what happens this year, because I don't think it's unreasonable to say that the Titans could miss out on the playoffs and it not be Mike Brable's fault at all. We've just had don't the roster's not good enough. You could argue, yeah. um, whereas in previous years, were that to happen, you you could say yeah, that's on that's on Mike Brable. But it's, yeah, this is different. Um, Tom's. I assume this is Tom. I'm. A, let's, I'm. A, I'm assuming it is. Um, if Luan's injury is season-ending, could that be his last game in two-tone blue? Yeah. Yep. Um. That. Yeah. And. And I don't necessarily. I, I love Taylor Luan. Love. Love the guy. Love the guy to bits. He has been there to help us through some dark times. Um, you know, now he's literally the longest-serving guy on the roster. Uh, but it would be the right decision, I'm afraid. From a from a business point of view, but also just from a football point of view. Sadly, just because you're a really great guy and you've done so much for an organisation, it it doesn't protect you in certain situations. And not being able to be on the field when we need him in a position that's so key, getting paid as much as he is, and I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it because he's. Like you said, he's been a talisman for this team for the past few years. He's really been there when we've... Listen, he's part of the reason Derrick Henry got his rushing title. And he'll be part of the reason Tannehill had the amazing stats he had when he came in to take over for Marcus. It's it's just a shame that 
it seems like he has been bit a bit by injury, but also I do feel like a bit what happened last year with the way the fans turned on him a little bit is probably affecting him as well. And there's not many times I'd wi- I'd, I'd sort of wish it, but if, if he goes elsewhere and he succeeds, then I'd be happy for him, to be honest. But I just feel like now's the time to look at getting someone else in who's going to cost a lot less to allow us to even look at guards and right tackle positions that need filling in. Yeah, I don't... I don't. I fear for him if it's a, it looks like a knee injury, doesn't it? And he's that's happened before. And he's had he's had various injuries, of course. Um, the way he plays and the size of him, uh, it just does it doesn't. Uh, that's the case for a lot of offensive linemen, I, I know. But yeah, I don't have too much optimism there. I'm afraid. Um, oh. Langers, who that must be Rob. Hi, Rob. Um, after this two, after this two and zero, zero and two start. What are your predictions for our record come week seventeen? Looks a very tough schedule. Um, funny enough, Tom's answered that with five and twelve in the in the, in the chat. Oh. I don't think it's five and twelve. I th- I, th- I think we. Oh, it's a, it's a <laughs> just brutal of thinking this way, isn't it? But I think we can get seven or eight wins. I don't see us actually having a winning record now. When I when I would have said we we would obviously a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Um, I can come back to it. Um, but. I think next week we will struggle against the Raiders, but then I do actually see us having a strong four games after that, where I think we meet the Colts twice, Texans once, and I can't remember who the other team is off the top of my head. But I remember looking at it thinking, okay, get past the Raiders game, try and, try and see some confidence spots next week, regardless of the result, we just need to see some positives, and then go into the Colts and Texans game. I think it's... I, I, just going to double check. I think it's the Colts and then the Commanders actually. That, we've got an early buy. Um, it's Colts, Commanders, Colts, Texans. I think, and in there there's a buy. Yeah, the buys yeah. after the Commanders game. But there's so, there'll be people saying that is Willis going to be at quarterback after the buy already. I'm guessing, but um, what we really need to see is some uh, positives. The issue will be, as I said, with next week we're going up against a premier uh, pass rushing team potentially without Luan. And I think the last time we played against Chandler Jones was Arizona last year, and I remember how it went. Uh, I still continue to have nightmares. I think because of how bad the AFC South is, we should be able to get seven or eight wins. Um, It just feels really negative at this moment in time. And I think whether that's enough to win a division, this is down to analysing how good or bad we think the Colts or the Jags or even the Texans are. And it, it all looks grim at the moment, but yeah. some something will rise to the surface. It always does. We uh, need like, to take advantage of our games against the fellow AFC South teams, which is a really obvious thing to say. But this year, it's more critical than ever that if we want to sneak into the playoffs, we're going to need to have that tiebreaker against them. OK. Um, I hope we haven't depressed you too much. Uh, we're you know, over 40 minutes of, of this chat. Uh, before we move on to anything non-Titans related... Um, I was just thinking we were, we were chatting about this before before recording. Um, there have been some low points being a Titans fan, haven't there? And some deep, dark moments, as as we've alluded to. But was last night the worst game we've ever seen? Now, I don't think it. I don't think it was. That would be recency bias and hyperbole and all the rest of it, as as depressing as it as it seemed. But my question is. What was the worst game in Titans history? And wh- whether that's the worst game itself or the uh, the worst sort of reaction or how 
the worst moment of depression as a <laughs> as a Titans fan. Um, what's uh, how's your memory on this? What would you say is the the worst game you've ever seen? Yeah, I mean, it'll be good to hear everyone else's views. So be sure to when you join our Discord, actually give your opinions because it's it's purely down to what you base on, isn't it? I think when you see people, when you saw Henry go off injured, or when you saw Marcus get injured, that get and a lot of the games all merge into one for me. Um, I think because I'm a fairly newish supporter of the team, I remember the uh, Cleveland Titans game that finished 29-28, where we had the uh, oh, oh. Super Bowl lead of 28-3, to which I believe at the time was a record um, loss in terms of how Cleveland came back at home until more recent times where we we had played so well and I'm fairly certain we actually ended up turning the ball over basically on the goal line as well. Uh, to end uh, Jake, Jake Locker got hurt. It wasn't the only game Jake Locker got hurt. but it Was it Charlie yeah. was in? No, it was. No, <sighs> I... Clipboard Jesus came in. Yeah, Charlie Whitehurst, um, I think. Yeah, but he, that Locker sounds... got hurt like when we were sort of maybe 14-3, 21-3. I think got hurt scoring a touchdown as memory serves. Um, mm. But yeah, yeah 28-3 up. And I watched that game in the Hippodrome, Leicester Square. And there were a lot of Browns fans in there who, and I, I'm not, I'm not this, that type of person. I wasn't, I wasn't gloating or celebrating our lead or anything like that. So it wasn't, it wasn't as if I got what was coming to me, but they were, they were hard company. <laughs> to keep with the, the way that game panned out, um, and it was it was a bit like last night, where very very different sort of type kind of game, but similarities in you. The slide was coming, and you were watching it, knowing it was coming, and powerless to stop it. And, yeah, yeah. Just, you got you got the lead, and you were you're happy, and you know, like most most teams, then just sort of run out the ball, and you win the game, and it was just inevitably just concede and concede, and then it was just yeah, I, I remember. I remember that being an awful game. I know there's a couple of us. I do remember. I think I think Greg mentioned was it the Colts game? Was that when it was like 35, 33 or something like that in two thousand and twenty fifteen? Was that Mar- the Mariota's sort of second or third game? And the, yeah. that was that was the the two point conversion that went twenty yards backwards at the end. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember who was that. I can't remember who the running back was, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, but there were that, those those sort of games. That, I mean, I don't. At least we they scored. were close games, I suppose. But I'm I'm thinking of that game in the snow in New England, 59 zip, uh, where a very similar start to the season that year. That was two, 2009, and I think we were already 0 and 2, 0 and 3, maybe even more because we lost the first six games. In fact, that might have been week six. We're going to go 0 and 6, and I think similar. Oh, I hope we're not going to be 0-5 going into the bye week this year. Um, but if we do, I think we would see a quarterback change. We saw a quarterback change that year. Vince Young came back in for Kerry Collins and started winning games. Um, but, yeah, you're not going to make the playoffs from, from 0-6. But that, yeah, 59 nothing in the snow in, in Foxborough in very sexy uniforms. So, uh, like a, Fashion's but, off the battle in this league. Mm, <laughs> but... There have been a couple more recently, that Baltimore at home, just before the London game, where we just couldn't make, couldn't get a first down. Didn't I, I think we were shut out. And it it was 
really, really grim. I think that might have been Brable's first year. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, because he came to London, didn't he? It was a bit, and we kept, there was no optimism at all. Um, although the London game was decent, obviously that was that was close. Um, there was Denver the following year, the, where Mariota got benched. Well, yeah, where he got benched for Tanner. I mean, the the run we went on recently where we couldn't stop third downs drove me to to drink. <laughs> Where you just it was third down and you knew they were gonna get it. Like there was it, there was there was no doubt in your mind that you knew they were gonna get it. And then it's things like that where you just when you know that there's nothing you can do, there's nothing the players can do, there's nothing the coach can do, it's just gonna happen. It'll drive you insane. And hopefully there's something we can do about the current run in terms of just they 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 just need to sort it out because we can't get ourselves into a rut early on because the games only get more difficult. So we really need to find something somewhere. Hopefully Vrabel goes back to his Patriot days and just starts knocking heads together and just sort of get <laughs> going because they need something. So, yeah, I obviously, it's, I mean, I know it's only two games. that We shouldn't knee-jerk too much, but it's hard not to. Um, I, I don't know. Some of those games we're talking about, some of, the, some of those games from the last few years, I think of the, the Packers where we're like 55 points down and there's that picture of the guy in the Santa hat that you, you always see. Happy holidays, but it, <laughs> it, but all those some of those some of the really bad games and I include last night in this where you've got you no confidence in anything from either side of the ball. So some of those ones we're talking about, there was maybe a bit of you know, where we couldn't stop a third down. There was still life in the offense, so you feel that at least one side can maybe bail the other out, but none of that from from last no. night or. And the thing is, they don't rarely happen them games. Normally, you can find a flash of confidence or think something that you see and go, well, really bad, but at least we've got that. I mean, I always get distraught by the hope that kills your games, like the, the Chiefs game and the playoffs, where they're like, when Mahomes done what the commentator almost blew up with an orgasm when he went in, and it was the worst yeah. happen I've ever seen on a field. And it's just like games like that do my head in where they're like, we, we just should have won. That's it. We just should have won that game. And instead, I think, it, just, yeah, you're, you're right. They probably hurt more. Yeah. But, where yeah. you just watch it going, we should have won. Like yesterday, we all said we shouldn't have won before we even played. And we've, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm watching, I'm watching that just with zero expectation and just, it's just depressing rather yeah. than, yeah. Titans, go excite me. I have no expectations here. Go show me something. I mean, at least we know that we're going to be going to all our games as underdogs now, which might be a positive for us because we seem to perform better as the underdogs. But is that really where we want to be, going back to that, which feels like we've took like five-year step back? Hmm. Okay. We've got Simmons. It's fine. We've got Simmons. Yeah, and we better so we better pay him as well. Or that, oh, might, that might be the final straw. <laughs> it take, if it takes my wage, take it. <laughs> All right, non-Titans related. Um, I don't know how we've how we've kept you kept going on this for fifty minutes, but here we are. Um, yeah, we've they've got to be some happy things that aren't Titans related. But maybe you want to have a moan about something else. I don't know. Oh, I was just as as do you know? I was just thinking. Mine was actually shock horror. Mine was actually food related and a bit of a negative. <laughs> Can I think of a positive? See, English football's not going well. I mean. I'm on a wonderful weight loss, which I'm really proud about. Um, I can I can plug how 
mentally outside of the Titans, I'm feeling great. Um, but I will I will go back to my original point, which is that I think it's a disgrace that um, gluten-free bread is still sold in the supermarkets the way it's sold. So I'm not saying it's a disgrace that it exists. or 100% needs to exist. Um, I've got a couple of friends that are celiac, can't have gluten. Anyone who, got, who has that themselves, um, I completely feel for you because I don't think I'd be able to function because gluten's in absolutely everything. But whenever you, so I'm I'm quite a nice guy. I think we can all agree. Um, yeah, I just humble brag. Buy, <laughs> I decided to buy treats for uh, all the people at work after our first week back um, working in a school. For yeah, let's all buy treats. But obviously we have someone who's um, celiac, so obviously you need to buy the gluten-free stuff as well. Otherwise, you just being that guy, leaving them out, you know. So I go to buy some stuff. And supermarkets are great these days. I, a few years ago, it used to be impossible to buy anything. Bought some, like, equivalent Mr. Kipling stuff. But actually, when you eat it, it's just like you may as well have not bought something because it's still that bad. But the worst thing is, is that it costs about 20 quid for, like... So 20 quid's a slight exaggeration, actually. <laughs> but, like, you can get a yeah. loaf of bread here. I like my Hovis again, humble brag. Um, but you can get the gluten-free equivalent and it's going to cost you about five to six times the price for half the loaf. And in the middle of it, you'll find that there's actually nothing in there and it's just hollow. And I just think it's a little bit of a disgrace, disrespect. That I understand that it probably takes a little bit more effort to make because it's not being made in the masses like Hovis. But I, th- I think, I think to be fair, it's it's changing. I know I my father-in-law has... Diet, isn't it, as well? Yeah, but that, it's this it's become i'm not saying it's not a fad that's the wrong word but more it's more, <laughs> it's more and more um but there's much more of a selection now than there used to be and there's more of a demand but um i do remember know, the, when having a friend trying to shop for it and it was like the first time you go in the supermarket you'd be lucky if you got bread but now there is a full range it's just the amount they charge for it yeah yeah it's it's, um, it's silly money for for what is still you could argue like basics of stuff like bread and that you really shouldn't be having to pay close to five pounds for a loaf of bread. Uh, funnily enough, I had something slightly money related as well. Um, car insurance just had a renewal through and it's jumped up because that's what happens. Um, oh, so silly. you go through this charade, it's like Sky TV, it's like almost anything. You go through this charade of phoning them up saying, I'm going to leave. Um, and what what you're going to do but in this case it was extreme i had a quote for 540 pounds for the next year's car insurance shopped around on a, a price comparison website in 10 minutes quote of 320 so so i rang them so um you press the button to cancel or whatever you eventually speak to someone um are you looking to renew or discuss your renewal i said well it depends if you, are you going to price match something that's 40% cheaper or whatever it is so they immediately knocked took 100 pounds off their quote um, but are you going to take another 100 pounds off I'm still going to leave no okay thanks I'll see you next year when they the other company do the same thing why why not just offer the best price I think I if, think if they'd offer, if they'd offered somewhere in the middle, I might not even have bothered to shop around. It's just this. Yeah, for, for the effort of having to transfer, like I've changed every single year my car insurance. I think because I go for the exact same conversation. He said, "Here's your quote. You ring them up. 
And then you've, you've you, like you said, it only takes you 10 minutes to get a quote from elsewhere. And then you say, okay, they've got me 200 pound. They, like you said, 200 pound less. And they go, okay, well, we'll give you a hundred. And you go, okay, but I don't think you've listened to what I originally said to you. And that this is how much they're quoting. And then I, yeah, but if you stay with us, you can have a pen or something ridiculous. And it's like, why would anyone do that? I don't, that's why I don't get why people don't just change insurance every single year. I'm sure when you get to a certain point, it's just that cheap that it's just not worth the effort. But for the difference of what, 200 odd quid, did you say? Yeah, that more. Yeah, literally like, yeah, 220 quid is a difference. That's what I've saved today. So that's good. I should be happy. Oh, there you go. There's so we can use the money you've saved to buy a few people some bread in the supermarket. Granted, you'll only get about four loaves. No, but... I'm spending it on Jeffrey Simmons. Um, contract. We'll set, up, right. we'll set up a um a fund for him, a GoFundMe for Jeffrey Simmons. And then if it's not enough, we'll use it towards paying us guys for the uh, podcast. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. We we don't deserve anything for this. No. Um, no. Right. That will. That's got to do it. That's got to be enough. Um, if you've listened this long, I hope it helped. I'm not sure it would have done. Um, we, I think we we felt like we might be optimistic about stuff. Maybe there was tin, there were tinges of optimism in there. I don't know, but let's just cross our fingers and hope that we can get something, get a result, a performance, either one of those things against the the Raiders. Um, and we'll be back to talk about it next week. Join our Discord. Tighten up as always. Tighten up.